It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine, and I appreciate you listening to this podcast. We do it daily here. You can subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com. Man, oh man, do we have a show in store for you. Tomorrow, I will be at Paul Brown Stadium getting you exclusive audio and comment and really try to talk to the people and the players that I think cost the Bengals. It's like 53 of them, or 46, rather, would, would be the, the exact amount. Look, this Bengals team isn't good, and we're going to dive into that here, and you're going to get mad at me and say I'm being too negative and that they're still in it and yada, 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 and that's fine, and that's great, and I'm glad as a fan you can feel that, but I'm going to tell you what my eyes told me Yesterday, first, follow me on Twitter at James Rapine. That's R A P I E N. I tweet everything out there. So if you're having trouble finding it on iTunes or Audio Boom or subscribing, well, you can get the links daily on my Twitter page. Tweet me at James Rapine. I commonly ask for your tweets. I got a bunch of great tweets yesterday during the Bengals game. So I appreciate all of you that tweet me. I appreciate all of you that have listened. We're growing. We want to keep it to go- keep it growing, and. Before I get into my thoughts uh, on the Bengals' 21 to 20 loss, which was really underwhelming, I, I honest, honestly, if I didn't have a, a job in sports and, and and you know had to watch that game and had to you know be informed for this podcast, oh, I would have wished I would have went to sleep. Right, like it, it was just that anticlimactic, and, and we're gonna get to that. But first, I got to tell you about my friends at SeatGeek because SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see in person this season. You want to go to the Buffalo game this Sunday? You can. It's at Paul Brown Stadium. Go to SeatGeek now. I have the app on my phone, and, on my phone, and it's the easiest way to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere. I can be here. Heck, I could be in the middle of a podcast. SeatGeek, bloop, bloop, going to the Buffalo game. It's that simple. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app. And with it, you're going to get the best deal on every ticket because they compare and search multiple ticket sites. Plus, they want to get you the most bang for your buck. So every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. And you'll see the underpriced seats, the ones that offer you the best value. Every seat, every ticket, 100% guaranteed with SeatGeek. Best of all, you're going to get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase to get your $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app right now. Go to the settings tab and, and, and add a promo code. 
It's L-O Bengals. So Locked On Bengals, L-O Bengals. SeatGeek's going to send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O Bengals today. Look, during the game yesterday, it was 20-14. to 14. The Bengals scored 10 points in the third quarter. You were probably feeling good. I wasn't. And the reason I wasn't is because the offense was awful yesterday. After that opening drive, the offense had six points. But James, they finished with 20. Yep. And Alex Erickson's return is a big reason why they scored that touchdown. The offense was dreadful, and it starts with the offensive line, and I don't know what they need to do to get it fixed, but it's got to be formidable. But Like, I, I have this whole thing of, oh, well, they're going to go as far as Andy Dalton takes them. And by the way, Andy Dalton didn't play well, regardless of the, regardless of the offensive line. But ultimately, if the offensive line isn't playing okay, no quarterback can su- survive or succeed. I mean, there's there's a screen grab on my Twitter. Up every single Giants defensive lineman is touching Andy Dalton at once. That means at one point or another, the offensive lineman missed their block, couldn't hold their block, whatever it is, to where every single Giants defensive lineman could touch Andy Dalton. That can't happen. You know what else can't happen? 16 of 29 and 186 yards passing. For the Bengals, 16 of 29 for Dalton, 204 yards total. They ran the ball for a poor, poor number, 78 yards. So you look at this, 264 total yards. I said that the offense needed to carry this team, that Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert needed to carry this team. Well, they do. And they didn't. Okay? They didn't carry him yesterday. Yes, A.J. got dinged up at the end, 7 Reception, 68 yards. Tyler Eifert, three receptions, 96 yards. But if you, if you told me that at the beginning of the game, three receptions, 96 yards, seven receptions, 68 yards, I'd say they lose. If you told me Andy Dalton had 204 yards passing, I'd say they, they lost. If you told me Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard and Andy Dalton combined for 78 rushing yards, I'd say they would have lost. This team, as much as you want to talk about the defense, It's about the offense. The offense has to score points. Yesterday, I count 13 points that they scored. 13. Because, again, Alex Erickson put them in prime position. And that's great. Those are bonuses. And those should give you a boost on offense. But they had the ball up 20-14. to All the momentum. They could have delivered a knockout blow and instead three and out. Like, that's what good teams do on the road on Monday Night Football. The Steelers at 20 to 14 would have went down and scored with their offense and went up 27 to 14. The Bengals don't have it in them. And I noticed it and I said it back when they played Dallas. And you guys jumped on me and said I was crazy. And and it was real simple. They're going to show us who they are. That was that was a month ago. That was heck, that was 5 weeks ago. That the October 10th podcast on Locked On Bengals right here. Here's the title. The Bengals aren't who we thought they were. They aren't. And now, five weeks later, confirmation. Now, five weeks later, we know. With Eifert, with Perfect, with Atkins, with the Stars, the Bengals aren't who we thought they were. Three, five, and one on the season I don't know where they go from here because all I've heard from fans is Baltimore isn't that good. 
Oh, they, they have a good shot against Buffalo at home. Do they? Do they? Do they? Because to me, I don't think so. In fact, right now, Tyrod Taylor's playing better than, than this Bengals offense. Tyrod Taylor and that Bills offense led by, oh, wait, they don't have any star wide receivers on the field. Like, this, this team is the 07 Bengals when Chad Johnson had arguably his best season as a Bengal. I mean, he was great that year. Do you guys remember that year? Let, let me look up his stats during this podcast because he killed it in 2007. Guess what their record was? 7-9. and nine. 2007, Chad, 1,440 yards, 15.5 yards per catch, eight touchdowns, like – had one of the highest catching percentages of uh, of his career per target. Averaged 90 yards a game, which was the highest of his career. Look, I, you can say whatever you want, but A.J. Green in his prime, killing it. Tyler Eifert, killing it. And this team can't score? They can't score. Like, th- there's no one, no one-two combo that the, that the Giants had yesterday better than A.J. Tyler. I'm not sure the Bengals have played anyone that has two guys capable of this. And now they've played two games with both of them at pretty much full strength. Eifert played really well in London. Tie. Should have lost. Then they go on the road Monday night after a bye. Should be prepared. Score a touchdown. Opening drive. Oh, baby. Shootout. Nope. Because the offense is wasting they're ch- the, like the window feels closed now because the offense can't score 25 points. This team doesn't know how to score. And I don't get it. I don't know when it happened, how it happened. I I don't know. But but that's what that's it. That's the case. And you look at this team offensively. Oh, well, it's the offensive line. I get that. But ultimately I care about points. Find a way. And all I saw was a bunch of goofy formations yesterday that meant nothing. Listen to these offensive numbers. 23 points, 16 points, 17 points, 22 points. By the way, that was a win with 22. 14 points, 17 points, 31 points. That was a win. 27 points, 20 points. They aren't scoring for anything. And by the way, if Marvin Lewis, and oh my, so help me, if Marvin Lewis gets the ball with an offense that struggles to score, with over a minute to go, with a veteran quarterback who's been pretty good at not turning the ball over this year and doesn't try to get into field goal range, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't understand why Marvin Lewis has to play it safe every single week, every single week. He plays not to lose. That's what he does. They almost stumbled into field goal range at the end of right before the half yesterday. Stumbled into it on accident. That's unbelievable. Any other NFL team, including Cleveland, who has the worst offense, the worst quarterback play right now of any team, tries to score there, tries to take advantage of that minute 17 and that timeout they have. No, the Bengals with Andy Dalton and A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert and a second-round wide receiver in Tyler Boyd and Brandon LaFell, who we will get to in a second. They're, they can't. They're fine being down 14-10 to 10 at halftime. You know why? Because they're playing not to lose. The Bengals are playing not to lose. Marvin Lewis playing not to lose. And that's why not only do they have a tie on the year, but they're 3-5. and five. That's why they didn't win yesterday against a team that 
they can say whatever they want about, oh, well, the defense, man, they, they paid their players. It's paying off. Come on, man. Come on. You, you think this giant, that Giants team had more talent than this Bengals team? Are we, are we watching the same game? And then the defense needs to get a stop to get the ball back to their offense. And Vontez Perfect runs into Geno Atkins and can't make the tackle on Rashad Jennings. What are we talking about here? We're talking about stars underperforming. Andy Dalton. Kevin, uh, Andrew Whitworth had a big hold that cost them a first down when they were up 20-14. to 14. Like Stuff like that can't happen. And there are seasons that, that are like this. Like I mentioned, 2007, the Bengals finished 7-9, and nine and you wondered what the hell went wrong. So that's one example. The other was 2010 where there was so much talent, but it, it felt jumped, it just put together. It didn't work. It didn't gel. Something was wrong. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But this offense, they can't score. So you want to say, oh, it's the offensive line. They need to do what? Draft more offensive linemen? They took two last season. Like, I don't know what you expect me to say here other than the Bengals aren't that good. And I noticed it five weeks ago. You didn't want to hear it then. I hope you're open to that idea now. And that doesn't mean don't watch them. That doesn't mean don't care. But, man, they are not the same team they were last year. They aren't even close to that team. They're not winning the division. They aren't. Book it right now. November 15th, 2016, Locked on Bengals podcast. James Erpine, tweet me and rip me if I'm wrong. The Bengals are not winning the AFC North this season. I don't care if they're mathematically in it. I don't care how many games there are. they are back. It doesn't matter. They can't win a game. That was a completely winnable game. They were up 20-14 to 14 with the ball, and they couldn't score any points. The offense generated three points in the second half. It's almost like we're talking about Tommy Tuberville's offense. For those of you who don't know, I'm referring to the UC, University of Cincinnati football program. This team struggled offensively all night long outside of that opening drive. All night long. And by the way, that opening drive was aided because they decided to leave Tyler Eifert wide open over the middle. I, I, they're just not that good. And by the way, Brandon LaFell, uh, buddy, LaFell. Hey, Brandon. One reception. Oh, two, two receptions. Oh, holy, holy crap. So two targets, one reception, nine yards. One drop. That would have cost, cost your team a first down. Brandon, buddy, aren't you supposed to be the veteran guy who wins? What is he doing? Why isn't he getting open? And you could talk about Tyler Boyd dropping that ball. He got hit awkwardly. I, I get it. He needs to catch it. He would tell you. And that you can argue the catch rule too, but it, it, the rule is the rule is the rule. The bottom line is, is when you're getting 10 receptions total from Eifert and Green and Boyd didn't have a big game and LaFell didn't have a big game and Geo didn't have a big game, well, then you just lost. It said, lean on your stars or lose. That's the Bengals' offense right now. They've chosen to lose. That's why they're 3-5-1. and one. I want your thoughts, your comments. Tweet me, at James Rapine. I've, I've rambled long enough, and, it, you know, I, they're just not that good. 
Tomorrow you're going to get exclusive one-on-one interviews from the Bengals locker room. So I will be there. I'll be at Paul Brown Stadium. I'm going to ask questions, and I expect to get uh, some good answers because I I think for the first time all season the Bengals are going to feel like they're out of it. They're going to feel like they're out of it, and I I don't blame them because they're out of it. Tweet me, at James Rapine. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, the Locked on Bengals podcast. Joe Goodberry will still join me later in the week. We'll preview the Buffalo Bills as they come to town here to Cincinnati to take on your Cincinnati Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium. Until then, that, that's Thursday. Tomorrow, you're going to get exclusive one-on-one interviews in the Bengals locker room. And uh, so much more to get to. You'll get a prediction later this week as well. We've been growing. Keep it growing. Let your friends know about the Locked On Bengals uh, podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, listen. I'm James Rapine. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.